0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the Katie and Me podcast. I am co-host Chris Hutchinson, and as always, I'm with my other co-host, Katie Rogers. This is part two of our talk about positives and negatives that have impacted our lives during the coronavirus. With that, I am going to throw it to Katie. And uh, first of all, how are you doing, Katie?
1: holding up, Chris. It's good. it's all been an adjustment. And yeah. you?
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm surviving for sure. I'll talk a little bit about some of the positives that I've experienced because I brought everybody down with my negatives in episode <laughs> seven. But there are some good things that that have that have happened uh, to me. But uh, last episode, you kind of walked us through some of the positives, you know, as much as a positive can be uh, during a pandemic, but some of the things that have spun positive out of this for you. And this episode, you're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges or some of the negatives that, that you've had to deal with. So with that, I will let you uh, take the lead on this.
1: All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like the negatives are like the easy thing right now. Right. It's so much easier to talk about all the bad stuff during this giant bad thing. Right. And so I could have listed like 15 different things, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> depending <laughs> on my, depending on the day and the mood and, you know, the situation. But daily I'm going through this kind of like parent guilt because I am very lucky to be in an essential industry. Mm-hmm. And I am very lucky that I work on the 120 acres where I live, but having my kids home. Has left me with a ton of like parent guilt Mm. because I am not getting to pay much attention to them while they're home. They're, you know, they're out doing their thing and I am on a two way radio going, Did you do your English? Did you turn in your social studies? I don't have an email from your teacher. And I run in and I throw some food together and stick it in front of them and they're back in front of screens. Like there's just this. They're spending way too much time in front of screens. And I have absolutely no scientific backing for what is way too much time, but I'm confident we are over that line. (laughs) And I am just, I'm kind of appalled. So there's just a lot of parent guilt because my job is, seasonally very busy right now. And the increased demand for local direct purchased produce makes me especially busy. We had to expand our crop plan. And so it's 6am to 10pm most days with these like hourly or bi hourly running into the house breaks. And I just really feel like I'm not sure it's the greatest example for my kids to see somebody that is behaving like a workaholic, even though it's seasonally. And I'm concerned that I'm not spending enough time with them. I mean, I make I make an effort to read with them for 30 minutes before bed. Like that's my big solace. I have to wrap up the day knowing that I did that and I tucked them in, or I just feel like a horrible human being for neglecting them that way. So, um, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are probably feeling that way as well. But, you know, I think there's some opportunities there in that we live in a school district, you and I, where a lot of the, the learning and stuff has been done E-learning, correct? So Mm -hmm. are your kids doing that as well? Yeah.
1: They are, are, but they're not getting it done half the time. And the quality of the work that I'm about to drop off to one of my kids' teachers, I'm just like, this is not (laughs) – I I would love to spend a couple hours a day just, like, forcing them to do a better job of this stuff. And I feel bad because they're getting graded on it. It's not like homeschooling where I can say, okay, we're going to learn about biochem now. Come out to the field. Right. Or, you know, I don't – we don't have that kind of flexibility in the school work. So yeah. this is this e-learning is a very different thing. And I feel like I'm letting my kids down, you know, and their grades are going to reflect that I'm letting them down at their age. So, that's well,
0: you know, and again, I don't think you're the only person that, that feels, feels that way. Um, I was going to flip it a little bit and just say that you and I are fortunate enough to to live in a school district where e-learning was made available to, yeah. to every kid because Absolutely. my wife and I both, Thank goodness. Both of our jobs have been retained and um, we both have been incredibly busy. Um, I work for a company that provides uh, education training in coding and cybersecurity and the demand for those skills are going through the roof right now. So I've been working a lot like you, not quite to the level that you have. And my wife uh, actually works for a company that provides promotional products, but the the client that she works for is one of the largest grocery store chains in the country. Oh wow! So their demand for gloves and masks and everything is
1: yeah.
0: nonstop. So we both have been incredibly busy and have easily neglected our daughter in the same way that you have, not out of spite, but out of necessity to to continue to work and definitely struggling with that same balance of, man, are we demonstrating poor habits and mm-hmm. are we just giving in to saying, yeah, go ahead and be on screen time. But I will say that the one opportunity there, and I'm sure that you've already done this, is to show your kids how how it is kind of an all hands on deck and how it's not always going to be like this, but in time of need for other people, particularly with what you do, you're, you're showing that that compassion. It's not like you're just doing this out of selfishness, you know, you're being incredibly selfless. And unfortunately it's our kids sometimes that, that get the short end of that, but hopefully there's an opportunity for kind of education on that.
1: Yeah. Well, cause I think what it feels like is we're juggling these three balls and it's like ourselves and our family and our job, and you can't let the family and the job drop because the long-term consequences of that are, are not okay so you it's like myself like honestly i don't even know what day it is and i haven't showered in like three days like right. i just crawled in onto my couch last night and lay there like you know i mean just like i i just can't even keep up so that's the ball that's getting dropped um but that kid ball sometimes it feels like I'm barely catching it. I'm just
0: barely yeah. catching
1: it. So yeah. So parent guilt is a, is a real thing that's increased through all of this. And then, um,
0: well, it's hard cause, too cause you're, you're a single mom too. So, I mean, right. that's even that even adds to the, to the level of, of stress and, and time suck. You know what I mean? You're having to do everything by yourself. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of married parents who are, you know, might as well be single when it comes to parenting. And it's yeah, it's can be really it can be really a lot. And that leads to my next thing, which is stress. Like my sleep is messed up. And I've read multiple articles in the last couple of days about how insomnia and sleep disorders that escalated over the last three and a half years have just like hit this all-time peak. Like nobody over 40 is getting it's like right now kind of thing. And I'm physically exhausted. It's not that I have nights where I'm able to like go down because there's just nothing in my being and I'm out. Mm-hmm. But there's a mental aspect. I get, you know, headaches from the clenched jaw. And last night I was up from like two to five and out walking fences because I just, I needed to work. I just couldn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Just it does the sleep problems coming from the stress are just peaking with and you this. and
0: I are, are both big coffee drinkers. You're, you're more of a coffee drinker than I am, but my, and I'll talk a little bit about this as a positive, but so it's like a, it's a never, <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess I should, I should share that we are doing this podcast via zoom. So uh, Katie just <laughs> showed that she's double fisting coffee cups right now, which made me laugh, you know, so you're constantly tired. And so then coffee is an acceptable, uh, pick me up. Yeah, you know, right? (laughs) So so then you, you know, you drink coffee and then uh, you have a hard time falling asleep. And then I'm notorious for waking up at like between three or four every morning. And then I make a conscious decision of, I try and like shut my brain off when I wake up, but nine times out of 10, it just doesn't work that way. And so I'm I'm up working for a couple hours and then I'll try and lay back down for an hour or two before my day really begins. Right. I'm not out walking fences for three hours, but it's still the same. I mean, you still have that, the mental and physical exhaustion can both be, you know, incredibly
1: yeah. yeah, it really is. And you know, you know, that little dot on messenger, it tells you someone's up.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I have the
1: blue filter on the phone. And so Sometimes when I can't go back to sleep, I'll pick up my phone and it's amazing to me how many of my friends are also up at three o'clock in the morning looking at their phones and I don't reach out because I don't want to be that person that keeps you up, you know, but I mean, I just, I look sometimes and I'm like, wow, this entire wall of people that I know it's the middle of the night for us. We're all in similar time zones Mm -hmm. are just awake right now. And I don't remember it being that way in the past. Like I think it's, I really do think it's growing and I've read all these articles and said that's growing. so. Yeah,
0: and then you and then it impacts so many other parts of your life too. So uh-huh. yeah, I, I've never it been really a does. great sleeper, but I definitely these last couple months uh, have had really awful sleep patterns, and and yeah. it's not like you can just stop doing what you need to be doing, you know. Uh-uh. Time- life doesn't wait. So
1: the science tells us you don't ever really make up for that lost sleep, right? Right, Like there's a, there's a cognitive decline associated with it. It's not good for our brains. That's when that deep sleep is when your brain has to clean out. And if you're not doing that, it's not cleaning itself out. And it's just, so literally sleeping is stress is like exacerbating my not sleeping. Right. So yeah, that,
0: now, now at least I have an excuse for why I get dumber every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I don't think you are getting dumber. My, dumber. my, my, my
0: anyway. cognitive abilities are dramatically dropping. Because <laughs> they, they are for things. all
1: of us. They really are. I mean, it's just, it, but it's a chronic thing. It's not just us. That is the takeaway from the sleep issue and the stress and the clenching of the jaw and all of it is that it's chronic right now and it's everyone and, or most of us. And, so, um, even when I do have excellent sleep hygiene, that that's just not not been helpful enough. Um, I did just read an article in the Times the other day, and I need to look it up, New York Times, that I need to relook up and maybe post. Um, but talking about a uh, little bit about sleep hygiene, but also how to use melatonin so it actually helps and, yeah. um, and the limits of melatonin I thought that was really interesting so I think we probably need to just do an episode about sleep I think that would be like what do we know what do we not know because there's a lot of stuff that people think that isn't actually a thing and- I
0: think and that's a great uh, a great segue Katie we should do an episode on sleep and for those of our listeners that are interested in maybe sharing their thoughts on sleep you can contact us by email at Chris and or Katie at Katieandme.com Katie is always K-A-T-Y and Chris is C-H-R-I-S. If you want to email us your thoughts on sleep or if you work in the sleep industry, whether it's selling mattresses or you're a sleep specialist or anything and you have some input, feel free to share those thoughts with us and we may share your ideas on an upcoming episode. If you're also interested in following us on social media, our Twitter is at Katie and me pod. And our Instagram is at Katie and me podcast. But please understand that our social media presence has not been up to snuff as of late because we have been in quarantine. So <laughs> uh, we've been following social distancing guidelines and haven't been out taking pictures and posting. But uh, right. we will get back onto a quote unquote normal show schedule. Once we kind of get through this, whenever that is, and we will start talking about specific topics and getting input from people in those industries as well. Yeah. Sleep, I think would be a great episode. Did you have any other things that have been kind of deemed a negative during this, Katie?
1: Yeah. You know, and this has a this is a two-sided coin, but I miss my friends and I miss some contact. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, I have a couple friends in my life that are like my, my partners and I'm so used to having some kind of regular contact with them. And when we are together having very close physical proximity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like bo- both of the people that I call my partners, like we-, we stand shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, and we put our arms around each other. And those are the people that I'm affectionate with that way. And I'm lucky I have kids. So, you know, I still, I still get some of that time, but it's right. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to notice the absence of contact. And yeah. that is, you know, on one hand I thought, oh, this is kind of nice for a while, but it's become a negative. You know, it's really kind of become a thing where I'm, I'm just going. Oh, I wish we could all sit at a picnic table together yeah. and eat. You know, no,
0: I, I agree. And uh, you and I, you know, we've been we've been friends now for a couple of years, and and I've I miss our you know somewhat regular coffees that yeah, we have. coffees. And every time we this see whole thing each other, started, I know. <laughs> <laughs> every time we see each other, we give each other a big hug, and um, I, I was I, I think I shared this maybe last episode, but I, I think that. This is is going to change how I kind of interact with people. Yeah, I was always a, a big hugger and you know handshake guy and bring it in for a hug and, and all that because I think it's important and it's how I I'm you know I'm I'm uh, I'm not afraid of my emotions I'm not afraid to, to show emotions and but I do think that this will impact how I a conduct business I, I think I'm going to move away from from handshakes and I you know I hate to say it but I don't necessarily. It's gonna be a while before I'm comfortable like being all huggy, huggy hubby. Yeah. And part of that is my own germ phobia. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's been a a real wake up call. I mean, this isn't this isn't a simulation. This I mean, people right. are dying because of close contact. So yeah, I, I feel you on that for sure. So the next time we do hang out, if I don't give you a hug, it's not cause I don't still care about you, just because I'm like Panicked about germs. Right.
1: <laughs> no, I get it, and I wonder. Like, part of all of this for me is wondering: Is it going to be weird to see people again? Is it going to be when the huggers start hugging again? Is that going to be really weird? I think it is, and yeah. that sucks. You know, that's I mean, on all yeah. end, on all sides. I, I, if you're a hugger, I want you to be comfortable, and if you're not a hugger, I want you to be comfortable. And the idea that like everyone is going to be uncomfortable going forward <laughs> is weird to me. Well,
0: I, I agree. I, I guess part of me hopes that maybe everyone is, uh, uncomfortable with like close proximity, at least for a while.
1: Yeah. For a while. I hope that's the case.
0: (laughs) And, And we may talk about this in an upcoming Patreon episode in a little bit more detail, but you know, states are, um, individually kind of coming up with what their restrictions are and are lifting restrictions. And, you know, it's different in a lot of instances, state by state. So I'm curious what that you know, what that impact is going to have and what that may mean long-term in terms of how much longer we need to continue to, to kind of have social distance from people. So I definitely feel you on that one. That is, that is a negative. And the other negative along with that is what the long-term ramifications are, right? So, you know, we may be, we may be changed as a, as a species in terms of how we interact moving forward, because let's be honest, it wasn't just like a week you know, some of us have been in quarantine or following these processes for eight, nine, 12 mm-hmm. weeks. So yeah. um, that is going to have a long-term impact.
1: Yeah. Even as they're, you're right. Even as they're opening up, sorry to cut you off. I am not comfortable with it opening up yet. And yeah, so me neither. I'm wondering, are we not all going to be on the same page and schedule wise, right? Is someone going if, to, if I have to go pick up farm supplies, am I going to run into someone who's going to feel perfectly comfortable stepping into my space when I'm not. And we're going to have to navigate that because I think that's going to be really common.
0: Yeah. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a ton of differences and, and that will be challenging for sure. I, I want to, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear your good things. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to get <laughs> into that for sure. Um, yeah. Let's end on a, end on a positive note, but I do think that this has been healthy to kind of express this because some of the negatives that you shared and the ones that I shared in last episode, I, I, it's obvious that a lot of people are feeling that way. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a good reminder that you're not alone in this and it's okay to have those feelings and it's challenging. These are, and I'm so sick of saying this, but these are unheralded times. We've never seen anything like it in in most of our lifetimes. So yeah, it's, it's definitely new and scary and uh, there's no, there's a lot of wrong ways to act, but we don't know exactly what the 100% right way is to act. And I just think even more than ever, we have to be super respectful of of people moving forward. And I'm going to be incredibly, like from a personal space standpoint, incredibly reserved. I am not going to be aggressive in my wanting to shake hands or you know engage with people and in their personal space. And I hope people have the same have the same respect for me as well. Yeah. I, it, that was a good time just to remind folks that we are doing this episode on Zoom and uh, producer Pete is in his house and Katie is in her house and I'm at my house and we're having some work done. So if you hear a lot of noise in the background, that is because we are on Zoom. So apologize for that, but hopefully in due time, we will be able to get back to the studio. Um, so Katie, thank you for sharing some of your challenges and negatives associated with the coronavirus. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the positive things that have that have happened uh, during this time. But I do want to thank our show partner, Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word, entertainment, and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Katie, I know you're a huge audible I user am. I
1: love audible <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like you should you should be the poster woman for audible because I, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah between audible and and podcasts I that's like most of my day
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well because you, and you're out working on the farm and so you're able mm-hmm. to put in earbuds and listen and you're probably consuming more content through audible than most of the people on the planet right now so. <laughs>
1: I spend my days listening to the brightest and most wonderful people and content. And yes, largely thanks to audible for that.
0: If you are interested, if our listeners are interested in getting a free audible trial, uh, please visit audibletrial.com backslash Katie and me podcast. And Katie is always spelled K A T Y.
1: Seriously do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up a notch and talk a little bit about some of the the positives that I've experienced during this pandemic. I'm gonna try and make people laugh a little bit because I am somewhat good at that, or at least I used to be. Um so I, I'm gonna start off with with one that Katie will appreciate. I I I've really stepped my coffee game up. So um working from home has gotten me back into making, you know, good drip coffee every day. It's forced me to put my wife in harm's way to go out and purchase coffee brands that I like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, when she goes and gets supplies or whatever, she used to think that Starbucks was acceptable and um, it was, but wasn't my personal favorite. Um, the one thing I don't still have though, Katie, is a is a, is a grinder. And so when, when, I know, and I probably could have gotten one on Amazon, but I just, it keeps slipping my mind until every morning when I'm making coffee, I'm like, damn it, I need a grinder. But uh, I am gonna get a grinder again. But so I've gotten back in the habit of, of making coffee and not just like the drip. I usually do that because I can start it, jump in the shower, Mm -hmm. you know, get, get my mental ready and then have a nice, I go for quantity there. You know what I mean? And not necessarily the overall quality, but that's like, I know that I'm going to need probably 32 to 64 ounces of coffee during the week, but when I have a little bit more time, I've also gotten back into using our French press, nice. which I use today, which is probably why I'm like on 11. And I forgot how good <laughs> French press is. We had it like, and, and I've used it not just today, but we had it in the back of our cupboard a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, where the hell is our French press? And you know, I get out the, the teapot, I measure the water, I do the scoop for scoop. Now I need to get a good grinder. But I've been I've been really into Seattle's best coffee lately. Judge me if you will, but I really like their coffee and I like how the texture of it when it mm-hmm. in the in their blends. And so I'm it's just it's like right in my wheelhouse. Completely like I'm doing the exact measurements. I got on and watched some YouTube videos. I did some <laughs> Yay! on like and I knew how to make it, but I was like, let me see what these like you know gurus are doing and, and how they're making their French press. And it just, it got me so stoked and excited. It was like kind of re-engaging with a skill that I used to have. And then the benefit is that you get this amazing coffee. So that has been a positive for sure. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this because I have to ask it every time we bring it up. What's your favorite (laughs) coffee brand again,
1: Katie? My favorite is from Old Crown Coffee Roasters in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And
0: And I can't wait for you to reach out to them and ask them to be a show sponsor.
1: I know cuz I'm constantly pushing them on every platform. <laughs> I like I post on everything. Yeah, I'm it's but it's great. I mean, they're hand roasting and you know, if you if you know the things that you do look and don't like and copy they'll guide you and it's reliable and they they've been they ship shipping okay they right. ship yes yeah. so, right. so
0: i might yeah. need to reach out to them and order some and have them ship it to me since
1: send me your address i'll send you a care package
0: okay we'll do uh, <laughs> all
1: right not Done. everyone just chris yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would get expensive so anyway i've been i've been super stoked about uh my coffee game i feel feel like it's back up to par and when I, you know, usually when I go into the office, I, I work a lot uh, from Launch Fishers, which is a collaborative workspace, and they have a uh, they have a coffee shop in in house, which I fully take advantage of. But it's nice to remind myself that, man, I, you know, I can make a I can make a good cup of coffee as well. So that has been a positive. Another positive is uh, I've been working from home. We've been incredibly busy because the we are in the education space and um, provide software and web development, coding training, as well as cybersecurity. Um, a lot of the work can be done remotely and online. Uh, with the unfortunate spike in unemployment, there's a lot of people that, whose jobs have been eliminated and may not come back due to, due to coronavirus. And so we've, you know, we've had a, a fairly decent influx of people that are looking to learn a skill that is viable now and will be continue to be viable. And so I've been really, really productive at work. Um, which is surprising it 's sometimes easier for me to get distracted when when working from home, but with just the pure volume of work that we 've had and me having only started in my position a little over three months ago yeah. um, it 's just been kind of an overwhelming influx of work and i 'm at my best when i 'm stressed with the volume of work that I have to do <laughs> um, and you're you, really are. you guys are going to hear probably lawnmower in the background apologize we 're doing this on zoom and not in a studio so but, um, so that's when I'm kind of at my best is when I'm overwhelmed. it forces me to develop processes and really identify daily what the biggest priorities are. so it's been just a crazy eight weeks for us where I work, and so i've, I've been you know I've been kind of proud of that. The amount of work I've gotten done has really stepped up, and it's been. I've gotten a couple of attaboys from some of the people that I report to, which is also nice. So, good. Um, yeah, yeah. That so, is a good thing. You know, anytime you go into a new job, you want to start off on the right foot. And with this scenario, suddenly it was all hands on deck. And uh, education had some, some allowances in terms of being able to continue to meet uh, in person. But we made the decision as an institution to convert everything to online a little over a month ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we have some some students that don't have reliable internet, and so uh, we did stay open with social distancing guidelines for those students. But the majority of our students moved online, and we just had our first class of online students graduate uh, about two weeks ago. And uh, already, uh, like seventy five percent of the students that graduated were placed into jobs. You know, the proof is kind of in the pudding, and, and we're excited that. Even though we had to transition, the skills are still being recognized by those employers that that need that talent. So, and then we're we're looking to expand into five new markets in Indiana. So, yeah, I've been super busy, but instead of woe is me and the world is ending, I've kind of used uh, used that opportunity to be to be really productive. So. Definitely view that as a positive.
1: Yeah, it is. It's nice to hear. It's nice to hear a a good economic story right now, with so much being bad.
0: I wake up every day like incredibly fortunate, but and and fortunate to be employed. And but you know, everyone that I work with, we know that it could go away any minute. It's not like you know we're flush with cash. We're a nonprofit organization, and there's no guarantees, right? So everybody's working incredibly hard to to get through this, but also to position ourselves for, for viability beyond it. So, um, you know, we are fortunate that the skills that we teach are in high demand. That is a benefit, but just like a lot of other people, I mean, we did have to go through a reduction in force and we did also reduce salaries from the leadership team. So, you know, there there's challenges and it's not like we're sitting on a pile of money. We need, we need every person that comes to the door, you know, to, to have success, to continue to, to prove our model. So that's been a very much a part of our reality as well. And I, I know we're coming up on time, but I do have one other positive and this is going to make you laugh, Katie, I hope. I've, I've become somewhat of an expert on Zoom for starters, as I'm sure a lot of people have. Right. But I've also moved past the novice stage of TikTok. Oh. I, yeah. I started a TikTok page. I've made three TikTok videos. I've appeared in a couple of TikTok videos with my daughter <laughs> and i am on the how do i get more followers train very much so and i'm completely bought in we bought our daughter a um, one of those lights to improve your when you make videos and stuff it's one of those high powered lights we bought it off of amazon like all the influencers have it so my wife and daughter were running some errands and uh, i went into my daughter's room she's got this nice uh, tapestry on the wall with lights hanging and i Put the spotlight on and made a video, sent it out, started tracking who was following me, interacting with them, playing the whole over 40 hashtag.
1: You're getting
0: hips for your page hashtag. <laughs> just, you know, it's not just for kids anymore. There's a lot of adults on there that have like it's exploded because all these parents are at home losing their minds uh during the quarantine. So, you know, look for me on TikTok at Hutch Irish, no big deal.
1: Uh, uh, uh Chirish, he's he's on the TikTok. I am and, on the TikTok. And, and I think at our age we have to say the before all this oh, stuff. Yeah. So like, like the, the internet, yeah, the Facebook. <laughs> um, maybe pluralizing. Yeah. The internets, right? right. <laughs> like you have to the
0: Myers. So no, the yeah. So no, it's,
1: it's the TikTok. Yeah. We're on the TikTok. Um, I think that's, I'm not getting
0: Indiana thing too. The Walmart.
1: I am not getting on there. It would take something huge. We'd have to have like we'd have to hit like a milestone of followers on so that I like there's no you way. I haven't even seen TikTok. I ha- I can only glean what TikTok is from context when like you talk. <laughs> like yeah. I don't so I don't know what this is.
0: My daughter's been on it forever obviously and then my wife was the first one to get on it. More than anything, she was kind of like sneakily following my daughter to make sure that there wasn't any crazy crap going on with you know, people following her or whatever, any, any, any appropriate. Right. So, right. Good. Um, my, my daughter is, she has, I don't know, she has thousands and thousands, like over 75,000 views of all of her videos. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I have like, I think 600 for for three and I only have 25 followers. So I have to, I have to step my game up a little bit, but um, yeah, it's kind of addictive, especially for me who, likes to think he's a big star. So uh, I don't know if my videos are hitting the the younger generation very well, but I got a couple couple interactions from some people closer to my age. So so yeah, that's been that's been a new skill I've learned is is the TikTok.
1: The TikTok, that's awesome. I like um I have been I've gone the opposite direction. I don't have time to keep up with uh the social media that I have, like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I am really bad about it, and now I'm trying to keep up with those things for my job. And like, I tweet for some different nonprofit groups, and it's just—it's too much. It's so much, and I got to be honest. You know, it's really bad. I haven't been on. Um, what's the professional site? LinkedIn. Yeah. I have not kept up with LinkedIn. I know. I looked so at your profile. I- <laughs> Listen, I have. I had. It's been months since I've kept up with it, and um, we did get a lot of traction from the podcast on there, and so I have like three hundred and fifty connection requests. Oh I haven't God. even looked at. I know. You need to
0: outsource that. You need a personal assistant. I, I mean, you're I, a podcast star. You're a TV star. You're like. Changing the face of farming. I mean, we're
1: playing we're playing really fast and loose with the word star. Well, you're Um, star to me, so obscure. I appreciate that. I think I think you you mispronounced obscure, but um, (laughs) the but no, it's just I and you know it's probably a lot of your contacts and my contacts through my job nows. You know, contacts. It's funneling people to me, and I do not have time. But at some point, I noticed like I when something like goes viral of mine on Mm -hmm. Facebook or Twitter, um, I get overwhelmed and I don't go back to it for a long time. Like it's too much. If I have hundreds of comments on something, I can't even deal with that. So if I have a bunch of connection requests, I can't when they were trickling in, one a week, five a week kind of thing. I would just, you know, look at the person's profile at that moment. Yeah, now I'm cool. the opposite. Now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to log on to that someday. And I do this, you know, everybody's got like the old like AOL or Hotmail account where they send coupons when you have to sign up when you buy something. God,
0: who still has AOL? <laughs> I
1: don't, I hate, I I have people in my life on AOL. So I hate email, honestly, but, but I have this old Hotmail account from... Uh, 22
0: years
1: ago, <laughs> uh, 99. Thank you. And right, so <laughs> it was my first email. So it was like 97, 98, 99. Anyway, I haven't, I still, I still, if I have to sign up for a store or anything, that's the one that goes on there. And once a year I sit down and I mass delete everything in that email. And sometimes it's like 50,000 emails. Because after 21 22 years, there's all that building up. But I'm I'm now like, can I just mass do anything on all this social media like to make all the notifications go away and make all the you can just
0: shut down all your accounts and, and then, oh. yeah, um,
1: oh, I'm not that liberated, okay. No. And that
0: being said, if you guys want to freak Katie out, why don't you email her show ideas to katie at katieandme.com? Katie is always k a t y or If you want an actual response, you can email me, chris at kdme.com, with show ideas. And one of your ideas may be turned into a show, and you could be quoted on air.
1: Um, Our our producer is messaging us that he just found me on LinkedIn. It's a request. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. I'm not going. Producer Pete. I'm not going to find a 17-year-old with too much time on their hands and tell them to do it.
0: Well, in your defense, I mean, you have been working 16-hour days, so it's easy for me to keep up my social media because I'm just in front of my computer for 12 hours a day because I have nowhere else to go. So I will cut you some slack. uh, Thank you. And and once you get through your busy season, I'm sure you'll step your social media game back up. Uh, With all that being said, we have just done our longest episode ever, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up on a positive note. So, um, appreciate all of our listeners. And, uh, like I said, look for some future episodes and hopefully we'll be back in the studio sooner than later, um, and move off of zoom, but anything else you want
1: to add, Katie? No, no, it was really great to see you guys. And, um, I'm looking forward to our, our private content episode. On on Patreon. On Patreon.
0: Patreon. That's
1: right. That's right. So record um, that next. And seriously though, email Chris at Chris at Katieandme dot com with your ideas because Chris will respond to you faster.
0: I will follow up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Katie and Pete. Thanks as always. And take care, everybody.